Welcome back, everybody, and happy Passover. And uh, Merry Ramadan, too. I think it. I think today's... Is it also Ramadan? I don't even Something? know. Ram, I don't even know. <clears throat> I don't know. I saw someone on Twitter. Isn't Ramadan like September? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, what other holidays are on Easter? Well, it's not always on Easter. It's just this year. Yeah. Well, Passover is always on Easter. Like that's is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I don't know what whole, Passover is. That's the whole the whole deal is like you had to put lamb's blood over your door so that God would pass over your house and not slaughter your firstborn child. Um, because you know, God is so awesome. <laughs> that if you forgot to put lamb's blood over your door, he would come in and murder your child. It was kind um, of a dick in the Old Testament. A huge dick, actually. Like, people forget. Yeah, people actually do forget. <laughs> people really do forget. The guy sent a fucking massive flood uh, that wiped out the entire world. Uh, he sent uh, a, a herd of locusts, right? What was the what was the uh, the signs of the apocalypse? It was I don't even know what he they turned. Are. He turned the Nile River into blood. Was didn't that someone, one of them? Then didn't someone have to kill their brother, or their someone had to kill their two sons? Or uh, yeah, like, uh, Abraham. Did Abraham have to kill his kids or something? Was it Abraham that had to kill his kid, or was Abraham one of the kids? Um, I, don't I think know, he was then, the one that had to kill his kids. And there was like Cain and Abel, didn't they? Like one of them kill each other. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know. Yeah, Cain killed Abel, and then for something, I don't know. And then, uh, and then God gave Joseph Smith golden tablets that only he could read. Right. So, and then God got God got mad at him. Um, for forgetting or losing the original translations, so they were going to be a little bit different the second time. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, dude, Passover and Easter are not the same day, like automatically. They can be the same day. Oh. But they don't often fall precisely on the same date. Oh. Okay. Well, I think they but are they're pretty, this- they're close. Oh, wait. It's all three. All three don't often land on the same time. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they always. Maybe it's a little more common. Maybe it's uh, 50-50. I'll give I'll give it. I'll give that. That's my stat. It's 50-50, whether whether they're going to be on the same day or not. I will say uh, I did not know. I'm reading an article right now. I did not know that Passover was an eight day celebration. Uh, these Jews what know the how to party. Eight days. What, 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 <laughs> eight, eight days. They got a, They got eight days of Hanukkah. They got eight days of Passover. They got Yom Kippur. They got what seems like a holiday every month. They know how to fucking party. <laughs> it's funny because um, on the Drinking Bros podcast, Ross Patterson will talk all the time. One of their, one of their producers or no, agent, I don't know, someone that works in the company, oh, chief marketing officer or something is Jewish. So Ross shits on him all the time. And he's like, oh, is uh, I forget the dude's name, but he goes, 
oh, is so-and-so working today? Is, are you sure it's not a Jewish holiday? This fucking guy takes a, a day off, you know, every month. <laughs> I don't even know what the Jewish holiday... I, 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 I don't know what any of the holidays are. Because there's another R, isn't there? Rosh Hashanah. Is that Jewish? That is Jewish. When in doubt, it's probably a Jewish holiday. <laughs> like I said, there's literally a fucking million of them. One of them is the Jewish New Year. I don't know which one is which. One at Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And they're both in the fall, right? Sure. <laughs> I don't know, because I remember it used to be a big deal because in Easton... Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Okay. Because it, it, uh, in Easton, they used to get all Jewish holidays because there's a, a large Jewish population. And they also used to get all the Catholic holidays, all of them being just Good Friday, I think. And um, they stopped doing that. I think it was after the big snowstorm. They stopped doing it in Easton. Hmm. But I remember there was like one or two in the fall. And it would have to be Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. So Yom Kippur um, is the holiest day of the year in Judaism. Um, however, despite this title, I cannot figure out what, what it is. is. It just says it's a day of atonement. So like, that's it. Like, it's not like someone's birthday or like the Jewish new year or like, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have like a gimmick to it. It's just, Nope. It's a day of atonement and it's the holiest day of the year. Oh, you guys, uh, that's kind of really blew it there, didn't you? <laughs> like you, you chose the holiest day of the year to not have a backstory. It's just a day of atonement. Sick. Atonement for personal sins. Fate of each person is sealed for the upcoming year. Yeah, but there's like no, there's no like story to it that I can see. You know, like Hanukkah has like. You know, the the uh, refugees were stuck in a cave somewhere and they only had one night's worth of oil, but the oil burned for eight days. So they celebrate and do whatever. And then Passover, I just told you the story. You have to put the lamb's blood over the door. And then um, Rosh Hashanah is Jewish New Year. It's like all of these have a story to them, except for Yom Kippur. And allegedly Yom Kippur is the holiest day of the year. They call it the Sabbath of Sabbaths. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh... Oh, hey, look who it is. We have I'm a not surprise. satisfied with the way my background looks. Stand by. <laughs> we have a surprise guest here. Did you you still logged on with the the host email? Did he turn his mic off? Yeah, I don't want you knowing anything. Much better. You still you still logged in with sarcastic reality. I feel like it's something we're all just gonna have to get over. No, 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 no. See, I'm gonna fill in the audience now so they know what kind of a cocksucker you are, actually. Go ahead. So Spencer goes, Hey, send me the link to the Zoom. And I go, No. Uh, you have the link because we share the email 
of sarcastic reality at yes. gmail.com that we split it. Right. We talked yeah. about this on the show before our audience knows if you're new to the show, welcome. We, we split it. Our, our sister show reality tonic that Spencer here yes. uh, runs. So, uh, well, Spencer is a co-host, uh, his, no, his, I run it. His friend Rob runs the show. Yeah, okay. Uh, Spencer's just kind of there. But so he goes, send me the link. And I go, no, you have it. Just log in with the email that we both use to record shows. And you go, no, I don't want to use that one. Send it to Reality Tonic Podcast. So I go, fine. I'm sitting at my computer anyway. It's 6.59. I'm about right. to hit record. So I send an email to realitytonicpodcast at gmail.com and hey, here's the link. And then you sign in with the sarcastic reality email still. So why did you ask me to send it to your podcast email? I'm not following. That's number one. Number two, because it's my podcast. I know you think right now this is your podcast. <laughs> You're my sister. You're my sister radio thing, podcast thing. How many episodes you have? Uh, we just celebrated our 10th. Thank you. Yeah, we got about like you? Th- over 350. <laughs> What's that, Bats Master? <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, is that, are chip, you trying to do diamond? the opening to your podcast? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know what? And that wasn't Wake even. Wake up to reality. That's right. That wasn't even stock stuff. That was custom. That was by my buddy Rob. And it's funny you mentioned something that you think Rob basically is in charge because I decided one day when I was feeling good to say, you know what, Rob, when we make it big, I'm going to do 50-50, right? And then I'm like, I'm thinking about it. I don't think we do 50-50. Like, I think I do about 80% of the work and I think he does about 20. Um, Rob's whole thing is, you know, he's an editor. This stuff that you see, like on Instagram and all that stuff, I look at it. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. It looks looks standard, looks legit. But Rob's company charges like twenty, forty thousand dollars for like little clips like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. big name companies and stuff. So in his world, it's actually I'm, I'm getting a lot of free things. But in my world, I'm sitting there going, this is so easy for you. That shame on you for wanting to charge somebody. You know, that's at least <laughs> how I look at it. I do all the bookings. Okay. And as you see, we have very, very interesting guests. I steer the ship. Um, and Rob's <laughs> just in the background in the control room. You know what I mean? He's not very active on the podcast. You hear him. Every once in a while, his body will make a weird noise. Like, <laughs> you know, or, I have a question. You know, that kind of stuff. But other than that, this is, this, is the, this is the meat and potatoes right here. I will say Rob was a lot more active with uh, Joe Sachs Boston. Yes, he was I think excited. It's the the music was it the music thing because Rob yes. also is into music. Right? Yes, Isn't it was he, the music thing. He's a guitarist. Yeah, he's he plays guitar and he plays yeah. piano. It's a music yeah. thing. Joe Sachs is probably one of the most normal ones we've you know we've got like, <laughs> just, just a regular I would guy. Say. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. He's just he's just good at the saxophone. Yeah, just a yeah. guy that plays some sax on the weekends. He's not and, an know. Elvis tribute artist or right. a horrorcore rapper that has completely totally lost his mind. Yes, uh, Daniel Dahmer. Um, I don't know if his days are numbered or if other people's days are numbered, but, yeah. <laughs> but is it uh, too late to add him to the to death pool? <laughs> that guy's been, that guy's been dead. I don't, I don't know the way he runs his life. I mean, he's an interesting cat. Um, I did want to bring up, so we have a very um, exciting month for our guests. 
Um, I'll go over the list with you. <laughs> However, there was one guy that I was very excited about, but we decided to pull the plug on it, and I want to pick your brain to see if that was the right move. So there's this gentleman who, I mean, he does TED Talks. He's like the real deal. Like he's a, uh, he is a pornography addiction recovery recovery specialist okay i did so not like, think when you said the word pornography i did not know what the <laughs> recovery addiction was yes so this is just a guy say director <laughs> yeah i know right so this guy you know redheaded dude looks like a guy that would probably have like a, a porn issue you know what i mean um very 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 Chronic nice masturbator yeah very nice guy so basically his whole story you know briefly was that or at least what i thought was um got addicted to the porn was spending a bunch of money i'm assuming webcams um lost he lost everything so like porn was that active in his life where he lost his wife lost his kids also was an alcoholic like the whole thing and there's things i see online about you know talking about especially young men like you don't want to masturbate or watch too much porn as a male because it does something there's, there's a couple of these things on there where it you know it can actually like lower your sexual activity and stuff like that or you know maybe not be as attracted to or as faithful to your loved one as you would if you uh weren't watching pornography i guess the expectation all this stuff it's a mind game right so i'm like it'd be interesting to have this guy on you know because he went from a hot mess and now he's turning it all around um he says you know he shoots me a message and says hey you know i got a book out you know if you want to read the book before our interview i think that'd be great whatever so like all right so i check it out there was like a sample chapter this dude also was uh, so heavily into porn that he, you know, he tapped into the chat rooms a little bit and he was on that. He wasn't on to catch a predator, but he got jammed up for talking to a 14 year old female, Jesus. had pictures and stuff. Uh, search warrant came out. This is in Maine. And this dude was a city counselor. I mean, so he was oh. like uh, very big in the town. So, I mean, all of this stuff is interesting. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want, yeah. but I mean, it was legit. He was convicted. He did six months in, in prison. And uh, I mean, they have all the text messages and stuff of him, like trying to get a 14 year old girl to send him pictures and all that stuff. And apparently they searched his computer and he did have underage images and stuff like that. Yeah. So would... off of that, would you continue on with the interview? Would you, I mean, would you have him, let's say you found out today and you're supposed to be talking with him in, in two hours. Would you have him on your show? I mean, I probably wouldn't late cancel on him. Like if it was two hours to go, I I wouldn't, I wouldn't cancel without like with that little notice. Um, But I think it would depend on. um, It would depend on like what he's doing. Like you said that he does Ted talks now and it's like a pornography recovery. Oh, he is literally as reformed as you possibly can be as far as everything in his life. I probably would still do it like as much as I sit here and say, you know, like, fuck these pieces of shit, like, you know, for doing whatever they do to kids. Like I, that is the number one, like there's two things in my world that you don't fuck with and that's children and, and animals Mm -hmm. outside of that. You want to treat people like shit, go right ahead. You're you're a douchebag, but like whatever, but you don't fuck with children and you don't fuck with animals. Um, and in his case where he went to jail, right? He did his, he did his time. He got out. He's now a recovery person talks and helps other people. I'd probably still talk to him. Um, yeah. Cause like, it, it's still, 
and not that we could go down like a huge rabbit hole on this part. We don't have to, but like, I look at it like regardless of what someone does, there needs to be a path to redemption in my eyes. Like if he got out of jail and went right back to child pornography, no, fuck him, shoot him, go take him out back and give him the old yeller because I'm done with that. But like he got out of jail, he fixed himself and now he helps other people. I can't be like, I can't forget what he did, but like, I'm not going to hold it against him really, if that makes sense. So the argument would, well, actually, before I go, all right, Bob, what do you think? Yeah. So if it's two hours before, I probably still do the interview. How about 12 Um, hours that same day? Like, let's say it's seven in the morning and you got to talk to him at seven tonight. um, What I probably try to do, God's honest, is figure out. Because the 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 kitty porn thing's a problem, right. so I would, I think I would want to. My my first instinct was no, fuck that. But M- Mello is kind of right. Like, dude, people fuck up, and it's like if they're doing something about it, okay. But I guess I would want to know more about like what. Okay, so what are you doing, man? Because if you're only talking about like the porn addiction and whatever, but like, what are you doing about like? the child porn or like victims of child porn, like you doing anything. I don't know. Like that's kind of where I'm stuck. But see, that's the thing. And that's why it would be great to have them on the podcast. You know, I'd ask those questions or if all three of us where we would ask those questions, but then the whole, you know, of course my, uh, my lovely co-host Rob, who's scared of his own shadow (laughs) brings up the point of, I don't know, man, do you really want to get like a guy like that? Do you want to give him a platform and blah, blah? And basically, do I want to be his path to redemption, right? Is, is it my platform where I say, tell us your story of, you know, because the porn part of it, I thought would be very interesting, especially with males and stuff like that. And to yeah. kind of learn like, wow, you really can lose everything to this addiction. But then when you throw the kid thing in there, it's like, yeah, like it you said, everything. Jared, and I think basically every other male, the, the quick thing is, is like, nope, screw that. Women, children, animals, don't mess with that garbage. Right. Um, don't want to give you a platform. But I am a huge fan of you can't just cancel people and throw them away and whatever, whatever. Right. But do I want to be the platform that he's on? You know? Yeah, I think if I, I think like so if this was like a couple weeks out, whatever, I would just want to find out like. Hey man, like what, what are you doing now? Like, what are you doing for either victims prevention? Like, listen, I, I get it. Like you're doing the Ted talks and you're going to help like, you know, whatever males you can, um, with like pornography addiction, but the other thing is like a whole separate issue. Right. right? And I'm like, like, so what are we doing there? Mm-hmm. And if I'm cool with what he's doing, to you know right his wrongs or educate or move on or whatever then i'd still do it because you know anyone that wants to anyone that gets their story out there and the other thing too is he would have to talk about it. if he doesn't want to talk about it then we're, we're, we're good that's here. that's a that's a big thing too because, i would have to make that clear yeah like, there's nothing that's off off limits yeah and it's like no man this is part of your story and it's like if you want to like you know come clean you know do the right thing hold yourself accountable or going forward whatever and like bring awareness to this shit and then people can learn off it too like hey this is what i did and this is how it got me into the situation it got me in so if you see these warning signs you need to fucking get some help but 
And so, um, but see, that's his thing. Like, he has a book literally like, so your friend's a porn addict or... Yeah. So here's the story about me. Like he's writing porn you know, addiction I, for dummies. Yeah. Like <laughs> the book, it's very user friendly. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. it's, you know, it, it's to the point. The guy, I mean, he's on Instagram, um, has his wife and his kids back and all that. So my thing is I, I'd be fascinated to know, like, how do you clean up that mess? Yeah. Right. And prison, there's so much to unpack, which I think would really be a phenomenal podcast, but I got spooked. I got a little scared. So I didn't tell him no yet. I just, um, and I have other breaking news too, but I, uh, um, I, I love used, breaking news. I <laughs> use COVID as an excuse because the broken, the, 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 the news is that your boy here, um, is a survivor of COVID. Um, I'm just recovering after day five and <laughs> my whole family had it. So like my wife, my two kids and, that sucked. So it wouldn't have worked out anyways, but I just told him like, we're going to have to reschedule. Yeah. But I was just wondering what you guys would think. So basically, let me ask you this. If I said, Hey, I can get this guy on the show on your show tomorrow. Would you have him on based off of everything I just told you right now? You put your heads together. Is the answer yes? Or is the answer no? I think like to what Bob said, it, it would have to be a clear, what are you doing now? And you have to agree that nothing is off limits. Yeah. And if he would agree to those, if he would agree to the second thing and then expand on the first thing, then yeah, I would talk to him. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, like it, and like you said too, I don't like the canceling someone forever. Right. I, and there, like I said, like I said before, like there needs to be some sort of path to redemption and there's a difference. Right. Not to keep repeating myself here, but if he got out of jail and went right back to doing what he was doing, fuck that guy. I, I have no use for him. But because he took the path that he took, it's interesting, yeah. right? Like you oh, said, yeah. like it's, it would be really interesting. And you could spend, like if you had him on and you talked to him for an hour and a half, you could spend an hour talking to him just about like the porn recovery stuff. And then like maybe 15, 20 minutes on like, you know, the kitty porn shit that he got. Or even, hey, you're in jail. I mean, you're right, legitimately right. like, like <laughs> you're target. You're number one. You're public enemy number one. In yeah, exactly. World. Like, what was right. that like? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah, it's a tricky one. Yeah. yeah. Um. So just because of who we are and what we do, I would want a pre-interview. If, I, if a pre-interview with them goes okay, I wouldn't be opposed to like the subject matter. The only problem is with the way that we run our show and whatever, there's just nothing to make fun of there. Like there's no jokes, there's no comedy. So we like for what we normally do, it wouldn't make any sense because it's way too real of a topic. Yeah. Whereas, you know, if we talk about sports betting and someone's like, yeah, I was like really down, down in the weeds on sports betting. Uh, One time I took, uh, I put five grand on, you know, some crazy favorite to win and they fucking lost. And it's like, then it's like, I had to go like rob a store to like get the money back. And I'm like, yeah, but imagine if that point guard hit that three, like, yeah. like, like, <laughs> like, like, like yeah. there, there's, there's some, some humor there. So like for the subject of our show, I wouldn't have them on our show because there's not, there's nothing yeah. funny and there's right. like, we can't keep it light. So like someone could have like real issues, and we can keep it light with that person. I just don't think it happens here. Mm. Yeah. I'd be interested to like do a poll and really think about what, 
what people would think because you just never know you know you got the whole what was your your immediate answer bob right right away was My, like, immediately no, i said no nope. <laughs> you know but <laughs> once we get into it it's like eh, yeah because so. because then you think about it, it's like i'd be curious like did people try to fucking kill you in jail yeah 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 like what happened what happened during like wreck hours mm-hmm. yeah. like did you just have to fucking lay low or like like some stuff like that that's almost just curious yeah but you can't just dance. that was gonna be i was like oh maybe i can just like not mention that part you know <laughs> but you have <laughs> to you can't tell the story yeah 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 yep so i don't know to be continued on that one but um do have some other good guests can i share or are you guys yeah busy? absolutely okay. are we busy yeah. honestly so. the only thing we, we were we were we were stumbling our way through trying to figure out the jewish holidays so <laughs> as you were as you were getting on i go hey you should get a jewish person on to fucking explain these holidays for us. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> all right all right so we're filled with content today then yeah. um so next week i'm having a lady from australia who uh she finds animals like she speaks to animals like dead animals and stuff but also like if your animal is lost and has been gone for like a week she can find out where they are like telepathically and so has her business and everything she's very active on instagram so she's eliza thornberry who's that wild thornberries oh a wild yeah. thorn i never i never well, he wouldn't know stuff. he's like 47 years old yes so. i just turned yeah i just got a new pair of kirkland's from costco <laughs> so. kirkland shoes yeah um but yeah so she's gonna be on which is going to be interesting and then we have this gentleman from he's in the marines i believe and or was and he has been the only guy to successfully hack like the fbi database like their computer system <laughs> and instead of them pressing charges they like gave him, like, him. a, go- a government contract him. yeah they hired him i mean so, if you can't beat him hire him right, right. Yeah. and so he has like a couple books out and stuff like that and he's doing all these podcasts so we are booked for the 28th uh the, the 20th actually 420 so he's gonna be coming oh, on nice. and, yeah and then we were gonna have the porn guy but scratch that for now um but I find those guests to be interesting, and I look forward to you listening to them because I need to get my damn numbers up, fellas. I, I look forward money. to listening to them. Did you ever hear back from the weed guy? No, he ghosted, like, you know, I don't know. He had too much bandwidth. He was just, like, too cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The hipster. Yeah, with all of his fucking CBD companies. Dude. Yeah, just go chug some CBD, bro, you know? <laughs> so, whatever. Maybe we'll get him on, but we'll see. Yeah, fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. What's been new with you guys? Uh, nothing really it's golf season for me yeah it's golf season kick golf kicked off i golfed on friday and this morning are you good at are you guys good at golf he is i'm not when you say <laughs> you're not jared like you can keep up with the fellas though like you know when you the, the, I, this is how bad i am at golf like what is it the driver right like can you nail one and have it go like occasionally yeah yeah but i mean do you have those ones that go to the right or yeah oh yeah way right you lose them like yep. or maybe you just don't hit them at all like does that happen uh not so much anymore me. i don't i don't whiff uh too much anymore um but i am not immune to a shank <laughs> okay because my father-in-law is a very big golfer and i'm the spoiled son-in-law like i'll go out you know we golf on the vineyard we do all of these things and I literally count down minute by minute when we're done. I'm like, this is just like, <laughs> oh, so grueling, right? And so we do 18 holes, of course, and I am just a burden to play with because it gets to the point where he's like, you just want to play your ball where I land? Because like, like, if we play with a couple people, I literally will ruin everything. He's like, just play it where I land, right? So I just like, 
I'll chop them or I lose them and then I'll just get up and get a new ball and put it right where his is like a little baby. Right. And then, <laughs> but I don't realize like I'm horrible, but I'm playing where he lands. So I start getting cocky. So like whoever we're playing with, if they suck, I'm like, look at this idiot, like hitting in the, <laughs> in the sand again and stuff. But I just, I, I don't, I've gotten invited golfing, but I, I refuse to go. Cause I'm like, I'll, I'll ruin it. Like I, when I say I'm bad, I'm actually bad. Do you, you own know? a set of clubs? Yes, but I got I traded a set of dumbbells for a set of clubs or something. No, yeah, I gave a dude some dumbbells for free, and he just gave me some some uh, some golf clubs. So, <laughs> so I have some. So at least you own some because just like if you have to rent them every time you go, then it's like all right, that's not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> but I want to go. It's just like that with snowboarding too. I want to do these things. I think they're cool, but I'll ruin it for whoever I go with. So I'm just like, no, nah, I won't go. I mean, the way to fix that is just do it more. But what if you don't like it? But I want to go with you guys. Like, would I feel you left like out. it if you were better? Yeah, of course. So then you have to just get through the suck. Like, I'm still not good. Like, this is my fifth year, I think. It's either my fourth or my fifth year. Playing. Bob, is he good? See, now good's a subjective term because I don't want to talk. <laughs> I don't want to talk shit here. But I mean, I I'll say to. like, I'm not good. So I'm going to describe his game for you. Okay. The ball gets in the air. Go ahead. He I'm keeps it, so far. keeps it moving. And he can literally play the game of golf. Now I know exactly what you were describing where you can't get off the tee. And then someone's like, Oh, okay. Hey man, you got to like come up here or like whatever. Cause like when he was first getting back into it, he might have played a few times when he was a kid. There'd be times he'd hit in the bunker and I'd be like, okay, well, I'll just drag that ball out of that bunker. You're not hitting a bunker shot right now. Mm. But now it's like, I don't do that shit anymore. So he keeps it going, keeps it playing. But like, I think the average, the average handicap of a golfer is somewhere like 15 to 18. And what does your app say you are Mel? Like a 20? 20, 22. Okay. So, I mean, that's what we're looking at. That's kind of what we're looking at. Um. But like, I even say that I'm not good because some of the people I play with are very good, but I'm a three. And that's good, right? That's, that's pretty. Nice. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, if we're talking 15 to 18's average and I'm a mm-hmm. three, you know, I'm 12 <laughs> to 15 strokes better than, than these people. Right. But um, I have a tournament tomorrow. I might go and I might lose by 12. <laughs> like, Damn. So. So. Uh, you know, we're at that we're at that age where it's not awful playing with older people and stuff like that, right? But is it weird seeing a grown man that like is acting like he's good, has all the gear, like has all the shit, and you know he's just awful? Like, does that exist? Oh yeah, there's plenty. Yeah, well, I mean, like with you, like do you ever have to play with these dudes? I play with I play with all types of random people because I go by myself a lot. Now I do play by myself at my club, like I'm a member at a course. Oh, so, yeah, so I'll play with random people and they, they might be high numbers and it is what it is, but that's all it, that's like, I don't try to determine if people are good, bad, whatever. I just try to determine if people speak appropriately. So if someone's going to tell me, Oh, I'm good. I'm good. I do this. I do that. I do this. I do that. Well, you better turn around and put up some good fucking numbers. Mm-hmm. But if you don't tell me like, oh, wow, I was really hammering it today at the simulator. I'm like, then if you were really hammering it today, when we go play, you better really fucking hammer it or else don't fucking talk to me about this shit. 
Um, but otherwise it's people like, Oh yeah, you know, I play a few times. I'm like, okay, cool. They're like, yeah, you know, you know, pain in the ass. It's like, okay, yep. Yeah, you're right. It is. And then so it doesn't, it doesn't are matching what they're saying anyway. Basically like the only thing that really pisses me off is when people talk so much and like, they either talk too much about how they are and they're not, they don't meet that level or they have such unrealistic expectations for themselves that it's insufferable to be around. It's like, Oh, I never hit it this bad. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't yeah. know, man. I don't know, man. I kind of have a feeling you do. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so like, it's just like at the shooting range too, where I used to go fairly often. Like I, I'm like, okay, but there's like beginner, intermediate and expert or whatever. Yeah. I would still always say, beginner because i'm not even comfortable saying intermediate yeah but because i would ask the guys you know what should i write they always say beginner but these people that come in and they say expert and then they these guys get all pissed off like so you're an expert expert in our world is like special ops kind of shit like can you hit the and they're like oh yeah yeah and then they're just a mess in the range you know (laughs) like and they get they rent like the craziest shit and they're just like they're just awful so I get it. I guess that's kind of in, in every world, right? Yeah. And then it's like, cause it, it, it's like, we're looking at this. So there's obviously the guys on TV, they are all extremely fucking good. Mm-hmm. But even within that, there's guys on TV that are not as good as the other guys on TV. And then, you know, you back that up and it's like, all right. So at my course, I am top in terms of just handicap, I'm probably top seven, top five, but I haven't won the club championship in either of my, the two times I've tried, like, so it's like, there are guys out there. It's so it's, it's all, it's all just weird. And it's like, the only thing that gets annoying in golf is when people, when people just don't know where they stand and like, they don't know where they are. And it's like when we play, so we went down the Cape with last year, it was me. And then, uh, it was mellow. It was one of our buddies who probably plays. What, what does Vinny play? 10 times a year, eight times a year. Yeah. Probably between 10 to 15, something like that a year. Then one of our other buddies that's play, that's only played like probably eight times in his life. So I just put them on a team and made them play a scramble against me. So it was like, they all tee off, go to the best. They all hit the next shot, go to the best everyone pots go to the back like and you and then that way we just keep it moving we keep it going that way not one person's bogged down with you know it's like oh i'm kind of struggling off the tee today it's like all right man then just we're up we're up there now and then that way it's like you know they're a team they're playing against me they drive the first fucking green bury the first putt (laughs) fucking assholes eagle the first hole on my ass but then you get you i like when i play public golf like randomly like these guys like oh yeah just just not, never, never hit it this bad. God, dude, I'm watching your swing, and I think I think you do. So when you show up by yourself, so you're that guy because I, I went play with by my, myself all the time. I went with my father-in-law. I do and too. I my two I mean, I have a, I have a course like practically in my backyard. It's five minutes away from me. But you guys uh, have no problem just like coming into somebody's group. No, it's yeah, not awkward. That's fine. Not at all. It's so golf is golf is weird, right? Because at its core, it's a very pretentious sport. Like it's an old white man's game. Like every like, and depending on the course, every course is different too. Like with the area you're at, and like I said, the courses have different feels. 
So like sometimes you might go somewhere and you can tell like it's a very pretentious thing. Like people are going to be douchebags, but like on the individual level, <clears throat> people are super nice. Like if I get paired, like if I show up as a single, like I book a tea time and go and play as a single and I get paired with another a group of people, they're like, oh, hey, what's up, man? Yeah, how's it going? Or like on the course, like if I'm playing as a single and there's a group of like two or three ahead of me, sometimes they're like, hey, man, do you want to play through or do you want to join up? And it's like, like at the individual level, people are more often than not nice. Now you're going to get on the individual level, the cocksuckers, because there's cocksuckers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but like still like at its core, golf is a pretentious sport. You know what I mean? Like if you're, if you're sucking, it's what I usually say. It's what I try and keep in mind. And what I, what I tell like other people, like our buddy Vinny or Dickie or whoever we play with, like, if you're going to suck, suck fast. Yeah. Just play fast. Right. Like that's, and that's how I look at it. Like when I, when I played on Friday, it, it was effectively the first time I played all year. I played once in like the second week of March. So I didn't play for an entire month. Um, so when I got out on Friday, it was not good, but I was like, if I like, if I hit the ball and it went way into a bad spot, I kicked it back into a better spot and I hit a good shot, you know, like just move quickly. Like don't mm. take fucking forever. Like it. And that's what I, I, like I said, I, that's how I approach it. Like if I'm going to suck, I'm going to suck quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And that like, if, and when, when I play with random people, the way I look at it is if I'm playing with like three and they're all friends with each other, have another friend. I don't fucking know what to tell you. Like you left the spot open. I'm going to take it. Like (laughs) this is your problem. You did. That's your problem. If you want, if you wanted your four buddies, then you should have booked four. Right. That that's, that's how you should have done that because most public courses don't nail you. If you book a foursome and bring three, they kind of don't care, but no, what do people do? They book three. So when I decide I want to go to these places, I see an open spot. I'm fucking taking it. You should have booked four. That's on you if you didn't want me to play with you. You fucking ran that risk. Never mind. There's a lot worse people that could fucking end up with you. You could end up with someone who's slow, sucks, and won't shut the fuck up. Right. At least, like, I won't even fucking speak if I, if like, if we're not like doing this, that's fine. I don't need, I don't need to talk. Um, I'll be as friendly as it dictates, but I'll just, I'll just sit there and I'll just hit my shots and, you know, oh, I kind of lost that one off the tee. Oh, hey, man, you're just down the left. Like, I don't give a shit. But so what about if you walk in and you're in a group and they have they have a cart and you don't? Is that awkward? Mm. Like you get a walk and all that stuff? Uh, depending on the place, what I may I may just hop in. Um, <laughs> you're so awkward. You don't that, care. It does, huh? it does happen. I've done that before. Like there's um there's a few courses they don't allow. It's not that they don't allow singles in a golf cart, but they don't allow singles in a golf cart when it's avoidable, right? So like I've done it before where I've showed up and booked as a single and some other person was a single. They wouldn't allow both of us to be- To take one cart. In two carts for, for each of us. So we had to split one cart. So we both hopped in one. So I've done that before where I've ridden in a cart with a random dude. Now, do you offer to pay any money or anything? Like, because you're paying a little bit more. Let's say us three go, right? And we get a cart or something. Or Jared, you and I go and we, we get a cart. We're paying for that cart. And yeah. then Bob, you know, third wheel Bob comes in because he's looking to play. 
he needs to hop on the cart. Are you and I sitting there going, well, let's let's have this guy uh, chipping on this damn cart here? Or well, something? no, he would pay at the in the pro shop. He yeah, would have to pay go- for it. Golf, um, golf carts are stupid because say the place is 20 bucks a person for the golf cart. So if I take the cart and I ride alone, it's 20 bucks. But if we take a cart and we ride together, the cart is now 40 bucks. So the cart doesn't have a cost. There's a, a per person cost. Oh, so, so even if you show up, you're yeah. So if, if I didn't, so if I didn't pay for a cart, what I would say is like, if they were like, Oh, like hop in, if you want big, like, Hey man, I didn't pay for a cart. I'll just, I'll walk for a little bit. Like, okay, cool. Like if you change your mind, let me know. And then like, if I'm like, if, if it's like slow, like if these guys are moving along, I'll just be like, Hey man, I'm going to hop in with you. And then mm-hmm. that's a pro shop problem. Not a okay. yeah, gotcha. individual golfer problem. Interesting. Interesting. Golf's an interesting thing. I just can't get into it. I'm really trying though. I'm going to try. <laughs> All right. And then we'll, us, us fellas will go golfing. Well, that's what I heard. I heard it's a very expensive hobby too. It doesn't sound like it, uh, it's cheap. So, but you're yeah, a member. You're a member at a place, huh? Yep. Yep. So What's I that pay, cost you for a year. So I pay twenty because I'm under thirty five. I pay twenty six hundred, and I think I get two hundred dollars worth of carts and four hundred dollars worth of food. Both of those are prepaid. So oh, that's cool. So I get I get, I get ten free carts and um you know, 400 bucks worth of food. And I just go in and tick it off like that. So effectively it's, it's 2000 for the golf, for the golf and 600 for the amenities, the other stuff. Yeah. The, right. the carts and the food, which um, isn't bad when you factor out, like, especially for how much you what, play. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely, they, they make out on me for the food and I make out on them for the golf. Cause I usually don't end up using it all. Yeah. Well, while you guys are wasting your money on golfing, I'm going to two amazing concerts this year. Or excuse me, Reality Tonic is going to two amazing <laughs> concerts this year. Number one is Limp Biscuit at the nice. Song Serena in Lowell. And number two is Slipknot. And okay. that is going to be at Southern New Hampshire Arena in Manchester, New Hampshire. Nice. Now so, uh, you're going for Reality Tonic. So are you well, interviewing someone at these concerts? Well, I, I think the idea, what I'm going to do, this is how I got away with it with my wife, is, you know, probably just going to get a table and stuff while we're tailgating in the parking lot, you know, and uh, kind of party with everybody and have, you know, let, let it be known that Reality Tonic is here. And then I think what we're going to do, I got to convince Rob of this, is get like a little spinny wheel, right? You know, like those carnival ones, like, you know, this, this, you spin yeah. it and then you got to do whatever's on there. And I think it'll just be like a, a pretty, a, like a funny question or something that, yeah, spin the wheel, whatever question it lands on, you have to answer, right? And if you do, here's your free t-shirt, which by the way, they're very expensive. I don't want to give these out for free, but they're expensive. Yeah, and apparel is expensive. As it's fun. insane. And we'll talk about that in a second, I'm sure. But <laughs> Yeah, the whole idea is you come up, you know, I'm assuming you're just going to be like a really hot girl at the Limp Bizkit concert, you know, <laughs> probably in your, your early 50s. Just come on up, <laughs> give you a shirt. Missing a couple well, teeth. Exactly, baby. And then you spin that wheel and then you answer the question on the thing. We'll probably get a little video content and that'll be cute. Um, followed by an interview with Fred Durst himself. Um, that is the plan. Um so we'll see. Just just kind of getting video of don't you aren't aren't you interested as a thirty something year old male and wondering who was going to Olympic Biscuit concert and better yet who's tailgating at these things? Uh, yeah, a little bit, yes. a little bit, yeah, a little and bit. I can well, I can tell you um, 
by the venue, what type of person is going to show up to <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Songus Arena? Oh yeah, and then the the Snoo Arena yes. for Slipknot. Like that's, you know, they're not going to Mansfield. That's you know, right. They're not. They're not going to the Comcast Center. It's not the TD Garden. Yeah. It's not Foxborough. You know, it's mm-hmm. not Gillette. It's party, uh, um. <clears throat> Damn, don't don't i don't say don't give mansfield don't don't let mansfield off too easy yeah. it's right next to norton and like norton is a great city for a limp biscuit concert like yeah. who it's like who would attend an Biscuit concert a 40 something year old male on average you know plus or minus uh that lives in norton i would say yeah that that's the type of person with a backwards flat brimmed hat yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I went I went to Songus one time for Avenge Sevenfold and Stone Sour was before them. And I only I didn't know Stone Sour at all, really. I just knew that one song through the glass. So I'm like, oh, Stone Sour, this should be great. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of came out a little hot, and I'm like, They're good, dude. I go, What is this? And then I realized I'm like, or someone either someone said it or I realized that there are a bunch of overlapping members between Slipknot and Stone Sour. And it's not just through the glass. And I'm like, oh, because that was like it was fucking crazier for Stone Sour than it was for Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah. That I thought the same thing too. You know, you're looking at you through the you know, you're yeah. like, all right, this sounds corny, <laughs> whatever. But like some I think somebody burned me uh, their CD or something, like with that when Stone Sour was like doing their thing and it was sick it was they had some bangers for sure yeah. i mean that's like an amazing concert event sevenfold and stone sour yeah, i mean I think... limp biscuits gonna be playing with snot i don't know if you've heard of them but... what no never heard but of yes, snot they will be opening up snot will be opening up so have you guys heard of guar uh yeah the band are you serious right now dude are you serious right now because i no. had not you're not joking with me right now right you know you, you, you didn't I'm see the videos serious. of me at that concert like two years ago at the palladium no. Oh, I'll send them to you. Yeah, I no. went. I tore that shit up. Pardon my French. When I went to the Palladium, <laughs> I mean, you can only imagine what's at a Guar concert, right? So me and my <laughs> friend Andy go. Yeah. And we well, are. That also, hey, again, check out the venue, the Worcester Palladium. Yeah, which is sick. <laughs> yeah. Which is sick. That smell. Ugh, just Not whatever. the DCU Center again. No, exactly. <laughs> it's the Palladium. Across the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Over there, it's it's a weird crowd. It's like uh, the kids who refuse to change for gym class and like smoke yeah. cigarettes and stuff like <laughs> yeah, that. Crew, yeah. Right, and then there's me. Oh, it smells stud. like wet dog and smoke. Every exactly every, every I went to I've a ever uh, been to smells like wet wet dog and smoke. What did yes. I do? I went to a bowling for soup concert at the Worcester Palladium. <laughs> 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 yes, I saw Guar for the first time, and they do they squirt a bunch of stuff at you. It's disgusting. But I was destroying people like kids. That where I was like twice their size and just launching them like you know like, you're like hey that guy's an asshole right like <laughs> it's me you know wearing my tight under armor shirt my skinny jeans just like tearing it up um, but yes they are phenomenal and I highly recommend going to see them especially at the Palladium tickets are like thirty five bucks well yeah so Amy has a friend that apparently is like super into metal and was in a metal band when she mm-hmm. was in high school. And she was telling me today, she was texting her. This was on the car ride up to my mom's today. And uh, she was like, hey, like sh- this girl wants me to go to like a Guar concert. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is Guar? Yeah. And then she like started to explain it to me. And I was like, why in the fuck 
would anyone go to that concert? Oh, it's sick, dude. You'd, you'd have so much fun. So apparently so I'm fun. the only asshole that didn't know what Guar was. Oh, so yeah. If anyone out there doesn't actually know what Guar is. So I went I went to uh, the Wikipedia page because I know a, I, like I'm trying to find the correct words for how to describe this. And um, the Wikipedia describes them. Barbaric interpl- interplanetary warriors, a narrative which serves as the basis for all the band's albums, whatever, rife with over-the-top violent, sexual, and scatological humor. That's poop. Um, <laughs> typically incorporating social and political satire. Yeah, these guys. And they've attracted both acclaim and controversy for the use of graphic violence that result in the audience being sprayed with copious amounts of fake blood, urine, semen. Yeah. And yeah, some people call them a, a shock rock band, if you will. So yeah, I don't know where they had like a, a, a huge Donald Trump guy and then a huge Hillary Clinton one. And then like, I think Trump ripped off her face or something and then she ripped his chest open and then all the blood just started squirting out at everybody. And then like some like, man baby comes out in a diaper it was like it was crazy um it was the best experience of my entire life and i was gonna say something but it was just sick it was just sick oh yeah no the lead singer the original lead singer died because they've been around forever the original lead singer died and they had um i'm gonna like i'm gonna read i'm gonna read this because down down the line there's barbecue yeah oh yeah Yep. Every year. So in, in Richmond, Virginia, annually, they have barbecue. It's the um, barbecue vendors, haunted house of sorts, whatever. <clears throat> um, I don't know what a bohab is, but maybe that's fans of guar. I don't know. Uh, they can visit and be spewed and bled upon. Anyway, so the in 2014, the lead the original lead singer died. Let's, let's, let's see what his name is. Odorous Urungus. <laughs> <laughs> they gave him a Viking funeral with the stage costume burned on a funeral pyre on on the lake. Yeah, and it Jesus. was. I, I watched it. I watched. <laughs> it was. Sick. Oh, so you're big into this uh, guar thing, huh? Yeah, it's, it's it's more of a lifestyle than anything else, Jared. <laughs> you know? Now, where do they fall on the spectrum of like, um, you know, what's his face? Uh, Bobby Dahmer. What the fuck is his name? Ja, uh, Daniel, Daniel Dahmer. Dahmer. Daniel Dahmer. So they they probably <laughs> they probably wouldn't, yeah they wouldn't like Daniel Dahmer. They're like they're good musicians. Their music is not like you. If I just randomly play, played, you wouldn't be like, oh man, this this stuff is sick. You know what I mean? You'd just yeah, be like, oh, yeah. there's some noise here, or this is okay. <laughs> um, but when you look at the whole thing, I mean, they have to be doing okay. I wouldn't call them. I think they're worth a couple million bucks by now. Like they were on Dude, MTV they've been, a lot. They've been going since 1984. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a long time. They did. They were in the wrestling thing, like and all that. But Daniel Dahmer's in that umbrella. You know yeah. what I mean? Can yeah. we talk about Daniel Dahmer for a second? Yeah, absolutely. You saw. You saw what I sent you. Ready? Right? Shaved yeah, his whole head. He shaved his head, except for like the fucking like sides. Yeah. Whatever it was. He said, so I think he's losing his mind because he said he was having like a Britney Spears moment where he just like shaved his whole head and stuff. But it sounds like he's getting back on the road, but he has a picture of him with like a, his hand shaped like a gun to his head. And it said, this the last face she see before she realized hundred bucks in her debit, hundred bucks and her debit card is missing from her purse. Right? So he's like this. 
mean mugging the thing or whatever. And he is, uh, he's back in the game, guys. He, he's back on the road for sure. So um, that's where Reality Tonic will be heading to next, Detroit. Yeah. Sarcasm <laughs> Speaks would be interested in going. You can certainly make something out of it. Do you guys have an LLC? We're going to. We're going to have an say, LLC. You can you can write all this shit off as uh, tax, tax oh, write-offs. Like, so gonna... like if you go and promote Reality Tonic, you can like write, not that, you know, I would expect uh, Slipknot tickets at the SNU Arena to be, you know, <laughs> cost prohibitive, but you could you could write off the, the $27.99 per ticket. Okay. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> yes. Um, also looking into trademarking our name. However, I've looked into this and you uh, really don't luck. have to. Uh, you really luck. don't. I know. I that's, know. You're talking like years down the line, right? Over a thousand dollars. Well, so I looked, so obviously these companies, they reach out and whatever, right? So doing my own research, you don't need to actually trademark a podcast name. So for example, Sarcasm Speaks, you guys have a website, you've been around for a little bit. I forget what it's called. Uh, maybe it's like an intellectual property. It's just basically like you've been using this this whole time. Everybody links Jared and Bob to Sarcasm Speaks. We know that that's your thing, right? So if I came in and I just decided to take Sarcasm Speaks, I necessarily can't. It, it's rightfully yours. You don't need to trademark it, right? right? But you can right now write Sarcasm Speaks and then have the little TM thing. But did you know that that means absolutely nothing? So the TM, anybody can trademark, like we can trademark right now. I could be like, oh, my name is Spencer and I'm trademarking that name. It means nothing until you actually trademark it. And then you see the little R that means registered trademark. Registered. Yeah. That's some money. And that is some time too. Like even if you're good to go, it's all set. Nobody else has the name. Still got to file some stuff. Needs to go through approval and all that. So it is kind of just like. And it takes, a, it takes months. We tried to do it with um, Iron Prescription. And it ran, we ran into a whole mess of issues because the company was Iron Prescription, but we, our brand was Iron RX and yeah. we, our LLC was Iron RX LLC, but it was ironprescription.com. And it was, it, it was an absolute fucking mess. We met with a lawyer for like 45 minutes and it cost us like 400 bucks. Yep. Or about, I would say about 600 bucks an hour. Yeah. And, uh, <sighs> crazy we were like this not worth it <laughs> yeah i know it's insane wow so you actually pay for the lawyer and everything huh well we were gonna we were gonna go through and trademark it can you uh, imagine just because of the knowledge that you have you can be like yeah 600 bucks an hour you know what i mean for stuff yeah. that us three could probably figure out if we wanted to waste the the, the time and really right, look into right. it but Man, these guys just get paid just for a piece of paper that they just have access to when they print it out. And they're like, yeah, sign your name on three spots here. That'll be $15,000 because I did that for you. Well, yeah. the worst the worst part with lawyers is you'll talk to them. Like maybe you sit down with them, whatever. They'll send you a bill, like whether you knew it or not. Like, I mean, obviously, if you're going to speak to a lawyer, you should expect to get a bill. Yeah. Then the bill comes and it's like fuck me it's from a lawyer like what am i like what do i what am i gonna do not pay this guy mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like if there was any if there like there's a lot of people out there that you could probably skimp on a lawyer is the last person you can skimp on so it's like <laughs> oh okay cool you're a thousand bucks an hour and you didn't tell me that like when we were on the phone like that counted it's like oh sick so speaking yeah. of lawyers i got a chance to basically interview one at my brother-in-law's wedding recently 
because he's friends with a lot of smart people and stuff. And this guy, he's pretty dorky, but we were talking. And he's a lawyer. He's a patent attorney, right? So whatever. I mean, he's he's an attorney. And yeah. I'm, I always think, okay, attorney, rich. No matter what, you must be making a shit ton of money, whatever. But he told me, like, I think it's anywhere between, like, 40000 to, like, 200000 that kind of range, you know what I mean? But, like, that big money that you're making, that's years down the road. That might even be if you have your own practice or not. Right. And also depending on what you specialize in. Like, he was yeah. honest with me. He makes one hundred and fifty a year, which I think is pretty darn good for, you know, he works for an agency and he has some pretty high-profile things. But besides the fact of the uh, enormous student loan debt they're probably in, like – they're not making as much as you would really think they were. So I found that yeah. very interesting. Well, we I, got a lawyer that listens to the show and has been on the show. Shout out to Mike. Um, Mike we could probably get him back on and ask him more questions about it. But it all depends on like what you're doing, right? So if you are a public defender, um, any, any one of us three dickheads that could get arrested and then just use a public defender, which is free mm-hmm. for us. So the public defender doesn't make they're not making $200,000 a year as a lawyer. They're, mm. they're the ones making the 40, 50 grand a year. Yeah. So it all depends like, yeah, on, plead on out. what you're doing. Yeah. Well, I, I also know a real estate lawyer who has his own practice. It's not the guy we use for the house. <clears throat> he has his own practice and real estate lawyering is usually a lot of contracts and like, you know, like closing, like whatever. So it's like, it's pretty straightforward and it's pretty like, Oh, a real estate contract is three grand. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, well, how many real estate contracts am I going to do this year? A hundred at three grand, 300,000, but you need to get a hundred sales, whatever. So what he actually kind of pivoted to doing was he has, and again, his own practice, small office, whatever. I think it's, his own practice. And I mean, no one else even working with him. So what he ended up doing was he still does the contracts because that, that keeps him in the network, whatever. But he started doing uh, like some short term loan sharking for developers. So he'll still do the paperwork, whatever. But once he amassed a certain amount of capital, now he loans it out and that all comes back in like three months or so. So whatever small percent he gets, but, you know, send it out, get it back, send it out, get it back. And he goes, honestly, if if the contracts weren't my way of getting clients for the development, he goes, I wouldn't do it anymore. Wow. So I guess my thing is when I look at, so for example, Bridgewater State, Jared, you can go and get your MSW along with a JD, like jurist, whatever the hell it is, whatever, for lawyer, right? Yeah. So I'm looking at that. All right, that's cool. Wait, so I can... I can friggin' be a lawyer if I really want to do I think do that's, an extra. A, that's also got to be a new program because okay. Bridgewater didn't offer JDs when we were there. Yeah, they have, they have that now <laughs> for sure. So I guess. Well, it's a university. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. So they, it was only a college when we started. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Do true. they. Everybody has. So basically, once you graduate law school, law school is the same for everybody. And then you can just decide which specialty you want to go into. So, like the guy that does the patent attorney stuff technically tomorrow he could say, eh, I want to be a criminal defense attorney, right? With the same education and stuff, but he just has to obviously know the lingo and all of those things to be able to specialize in that. I don't know if attorneys 
in law school have like concentrations. Whereas like, so we were in the physical education department, but we did exercise science. Um, you could be in Suffolk law and it's still like the law department, but your focus is criminal or mm -hmm. your focus is real estate. Right. And if it's not, and if it's like, say it's like very, very generic, then where you do your internships, I don't know what they, I, figure, I don't know what they're called. Like a field placement or something. Yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever their, um, whatever like, their version of internship. Yeah. Their is. version of an internship, whatever lawyer's version of an internship is, that would be kind of where it brings you. Yeah. Like, so if you go and you work with a real estate company, then you're probably going to do real estate law. But if you work on someone who tries murderers, then you're probably going to get into criminal law and trial law. Hmm. I'd like to have your lawyer friend on the show. Book it. Yeah. I mean, he's still, I, uh, I think he's taking the bar sometime this year, maybe. Oh, so he's fresh. <clears throat> he's fresh. Yeah. Wow. He's um, like, a year or two, I think he's two years younger than me. Maybe three, three, definitely not more than three. Um, but I think he's only two years younger than me. Um, so I know wow. him from uh, Milton Academy back in the day when I used to work there. <clears throat> oh, hey, the boat cruise is happening this year, Jared. Oh, really? That's uh, such a shame. Actually, <laughs> you should come as a guest. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, do you want to take me? I would have, but this is the one year my wife is actually going to go to go as my as my guest the last time she didn't go i should talk amanda into taking me you should <laughs> i wonder what would happen i mean Nothing. yeah you just What's, hey you just what left the fuck would happen hey, i don't work hey, get out of here what are yeah. they gonna do just throw you off the boat yeah <laughs> yeah. gonna be like, uh, Spencer grab Spen his legs. This guy's going gonna overboard they're gonna go uh spencer can you just <laughs> dude i'm so sorry i just you can't be here anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's the weirdest thing. They said I have to throw you overboard. Yeah, like, yeah, I can't even escort you off. So, like, I'm just gonna grab you by the pants and the arm and heave ho. Yep, yep. sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'll hold on to your phone. That that yeah. seems expensive. Yeah. Yep. No, I hung out with Jared a lot at the boat cruise. Well, it was fun. Yeah, or have Jean. Would Jean's <laughs> wife go? I don't know. I feel oh. like she wouldn't go. There's too much drinking. Did I tell you I called Gene an angel and he got offended? <laughs> Spencer. Yeah. Spencer, yeah he, come on, he, man. You can't you can't call me that. He calls. I go, <laughs> what's up, Angel? Like that. And he goes, What? You're crazy. Spencer, don't ever say that to me again. Like just like that. And I go, What? Is that offensive? He goes, Yes, I'm not an angel. I'm a human being. I'm a person. And I go, I know, but you're my sweet angel. And he's like, come <laughs> on, man, you're being ridiculous. So again, and I'm not sure if it's because I'm being like sexy with him or yeah, if yeah. it's because it's the whole angel thing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously, I mean, it's a probably a little bit of both, <laughs> but it, it is the, the Asian thing. It's like that's under that blasphemy thing. So like I'll tell Gene all the time, be like, I'm Jesus or whatever. <laughs> Get him all riled up. And, you know, he's just telling me how I'm sinning left and right. But yes, do not call him a sweet angel. Um, as a matter of fact, don't call any grown man sweet angel. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, people getting offended left and Re right, religious or not, he might get your ass kicked. Yeah, this country's gone soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the shit kicked out of me all the time for calling grown men sweet angels, but yes, he did not like that. Um, I did get Gene, so it was his birthday. We had a team meeting at work, and I, and I got Gene 
um, a cake, like a big ass one. And of course, Gene's vegan, so he doesn't eat that cake, right? But I didn't care because I got a cake that serves like 40 or 50 people with his picture on it. And it was like a sexy picture, but it was such a big cake and so awkward where it kind of looked like a funeral cake. You know what I mean? Like you could have easily wrote R.I.P. Gene because like it was like a baby blue and white and his picture was just like so handsome. But you literally could have everybody's just staring at it like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, it looks like a funeral cake, doesn't it? They're like, yeah, it does. And Gene's like, so Gene... It was an ugly cake. I'm sorry. It was like a beautiful picture, but an ugly cake. And Gene's like, you know, my family thought that was a really nice thing you did for me, right? And he goes, but I know you were just trolling me. I just want you to know that. He goes, I know what that cake is. And, like, right? and he goes, but my mother, my mother-in-law were like, Gene, your boss is so nice. That's so, res-. that's like, they thought it was a gorgeous cake. They gave us the $50 for oh, $100 to budget that party. And I paid like $55 for that cake. <laughs> I'll send you pictures. It was a beautiful cake. I mean, oh, we're doing budgets for parties now? That's cool. Yeah, they threw a, little, a long way. threw a little money our way, baby. Yeah. Well, we're not paying you anymore. So. That's what I'm well, saying. Yeah, yeah they're like, to pay hey, my salary. My yeah, bloated fucking salary. We get some change here. I was making fucking dog shit. <laughs> no, you weren't. Not you were. Uh, you were in charge of a program. Yeah, that didn't matter. <laughs> How much were you making? Tell me right now. Uh, not, not a lot. <laughs> Over fifty-five or under fifty-five? Uh, neither. I, I guess neither. <laughs> Over fifty-five or under fifty? So fifty-five. Ding, ding, ding! Did you see? Did you see? <laughs> did you watch how it all was going? My eyes almost aligned together. <laughs> Like, oh, they're straightening like, out. They're it's straightening. Like, like, wait, what? How could it not be over or under? What do you mean? Yeah, just an explosion. Uh, was it over 45 or under yeah. 62? Yeah, yeah, exactly. uh, neither. 55. That They screwed you, bro. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And then it was, yeah, we'll see how it goes. And uh, we'll kick a little up your way if the program is successful, right? Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny is uh, after the fact, I talked to Amanda because um, she obviously runs her program, too. And they gave her the same spiel. So it was so about the remember when we got the raises and like yeah. all of the all of the people on the road got a five thousand dollar raise. Yes. And then I was the way it was pitched to me. Right. So that was included to me. Okay. Um, but the way it was pitched to me was I didn't get that raise because the company got the raise. I got the raise based off of merit and what I'd done and all this shit, whatever. And then come to find out, they literally said the same exact thing to Amanda. And then did the supervisors get the same thing too, or no? That bump? Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah. So it was like, they just spun shit and like made people feel like they were more special than they actually yeah, yeah, were. Your, your, your money was different though. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, yeah, well, this isn't like normally like we shouldn't give it to you, but we are. And then like, like I said, me and Amanda talked about it and she was like, they said, wait, she goes, wait, they said what? She was like, they said the same exact thing to me. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, they just fucking trying to make us feel better. They just gave everyone the bump across the board and they're telling people that they didn't and they're just making people feel good. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> Jeez. Do you like your new job? Oh, I love it. You don't, you're not like, oh, what am I doing right now? Like you feel good about it? 
Yeah, I mean, I still, like, I don't know. Like, I'm not an expert in it by any means. Any tough guys at work? You beef with anybody yet? No, everyone's awesome, actually. You haven't had to flex um, at all? No, my whole the whole New England team is seven or eight people. Wow. And we handle kind of the East Coast, too. Because one of our clients has uh, locations all along the East Coast. So I'll be traveling to... Uh, you know, I got to go to White Plains, New York and Albany. I got to end up going to Charlotte, North Carolina. That's in sick. A few weeks. Uh, not this year, but next year I'm going to have to go to Pittsburgh. For sick. A move. So I'll give you yeah, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give you a bunch of reality tonic stickers and you got to post them when, <laughs> yeah. you go, when you go on your tour. Yeah, I'll um, do that. You got to get them to me, though. Yeah, I got to actually get them. I yeah. just like... I get the guy literally like, hey man, you want you want another order? Or because you know, I put all mine up at like Subways and <laughs> Starbucks and just wherever I frequent. I don't even know why I did that because it just could be like, dude, you gotta stop posting those fucking stickers. I know it's you. We checked it out. <laughs> like I go into Starbucks enough where they're gonna be like, Yeah, stop posting your stickers in random spots, dude. We know it's you. <laughs> it's all about That's promotion, funny. fellas. That's it. I like the sweatshirt, by the way. Thank you. So about these, I got this at the mall. Okay, so you know they're destroying me there. Like, guess how much this costs? Uh, at the mall. Yeah. What it does? It a branded sweatshirt or is it generic? It's just like a regular sweatshirt that they. Okay, but it's not like Nike on. or. No, like, no, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Right. Um. Fifty-two dollars. Bob. At the mall, custom. One shirt. Ugh, one off. But it is a sweatshirt. Yeah, so yeah fi- fi- 50 flat. 60. Gross. For a t-shirt, 30. <laughs> right? yeah. So Gross. everybody's like, give me a free shirt. And Jared, I did that to you. I was like, dude, give me one of those iron. You're like, number one company doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <And> number-, <laughs> number two, I don't think I have any. But like, I didn't realize. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll order like, you know, two or 300 shirts. Yeah. Thinking it wasn't yeah. gonna, thinking Good maybe luck. it was gonna be like a hundred dollars or something. Like for no. twenty, it was yeah. two hundred and thirty for like the most basic. Yeah. People people don't realize the, and this is what we found out very quickly with Iron RX, and obviously Bob knows this running business forever. But there is no money to be made in apparel. Um, so like everyone out there that's like, oh, I'm gonna start a T-shirt company and I'm mm-hmm. gonna make it, and it's like, no, you're not. You're not. Like, unless you're printing at scale, but when I say scale, I don't mean like hundreds of shirts. I mean, thousands, thousands, if not tens of thousands, like you have to be in the minimum of four digits of the amount of shirts and, and things that you're, you're selling in order to make actual money. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, you, you need know, to the, get the shirts really, you need to get them really cheap. Right. And the only way to get them cheap is to buy a fucking outrageous fucking quantity. Right. And then you got to fucking manage to unload them all. Like, right. Yeah. Then you're, then you're sitting on 5,000 t-shirts that you now need to offload. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So cool. You bought 5,000 t-shirts and they, they only charged you $7 and 50 (laughs) cents a shirt. (laughs) Oh, yeah. cool. If you sell a shirt for 25 bucks, you're going to make a really good margin off of that. Right. 
but you now have to sell 5,000 t-shirts. So good luck. And who's banging on the door for a podcast t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With 10 episodes. That's yeah. kind of the situation. I'm in right yeah. Yeah. So everybody just wants them, but for free, you know, and it's yeah. like, dude, people want free shit. And it's yeah. like, including myself. Yeah. Well, dude, it's, it's even hard. It's even hard for me to sell them at the gym. And I have, you know, hundred, whatever clients at a time. And it's like, there are some people that have not bought a shirt from us in seven years. And I just don't think they're going to either. So it's like, <laughs> so not only have I bought in like, so the last order I did, I did three different purchases. I bought 75 sweatshirts and t-shirts. I probably actually unloaded 65, if not more of them. And the other ones I'm still sitting on. I think I made five bucks per shirt. So when you make five bucks per shirt on 65, but 10 of them aren't sold, you've you made no money. money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so your website um, for your apparel, those shirts are reasonably priced for somebody like me that wants to buy one. So I'm like, oh, cool. I'll start up a thing on that way. I don't have it's a bunch of it's drop shipping. So yeah. like our website, we run it through this this company called Redbubble. Yeah. Um, so it's essentially all the stuff on there is made to order. Yeah. So there is no inventory, right? It yep. doesn't exist. Like we don't have like 5,000 coasters and right. like 2,500 t-shirts and like 3,000 sweatshirts. They just, when someone orders them from our website, they like pull the fucking shirt or sweatshirt off of like their inventory. Rack. Yeah. They print it with our logo and then they ship it to whoever bought it. But they're so, reasonably priced though. Too. They are. The, the, the downside of that is the turnaround time is in an Amazon world um, annoying yeah. because it takes two weeks to get whatever you uh, whatever you order. Um, and like I said, it doesn't bother me. And like, yeah. it shouldn't be an issue, but in an Amazon world where you can get things delivered to you in 48 hours or less, people don't like that it takes two weeks. Mm -hmm. But Now, who determines that price? We do. You do? Yeah. Well, they have a base, right? So you can set the margin. I think we, we set it to 5% margin on all items. So whatever it costs to make, you want to get market, it, gets, it gets marked up 5% and that's what we get. That, which is why everything is reasonably priced, right? Like when you go and buy like a, a branded t-shirt nowadays, you're going to pay anywhere between 30 and 40 bucks depending yep. on who it is and what it is. I think our t-shirts are 26 bucks. I think they're even cheaper, dude. They were, yeah. Because was... we're only, we only have it to be a 5% profit. Yeah. margin. So like the people that sell it for like $37, like if you go um, like the drinking bros podcast, right? Mm. Like they might sell a t-shirt for 37 99, but you know, our shirts are, but their their margin might be like 15 to 20 percent while our margin is only five percent mm -hmm. because we're not like one we don't sell apparel that like almost ever <laughs> and two like <laughs> we we know that like you're not going to make money off of apparel anyway so like why like why bother like you know what i mean like if we don't sell t-shirts at 25 dollars a t-shirt we're sure as fuck not going to sell t-shirts at 40 dollars a t-shirt right so right. Make them reasonably priced. Yeah. And if you want to use them as rags to wash your car, I don't care. I'll take mm -hmm. my fucking 5% margin. <laughs> yeah, laughing all the way to the bank, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
I, yeah, which by the way, I hear those sarcasm speaks podcast uh, t-shirts are great to use as rags to wash a car. So, you know, it's great you material. Should, you should buy a lot of them. There's a sports <laughs> one that I wanted. I remember asking you about it. It was like a sport cut or something. I think I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's like an Under Armour kind of feel or something. Yeah, it's like a dry fit type of yeah, shirt. Yeah, I want one of those. Yeah. I just can't get around to doing it. Yeah. You know, I want to support local business. I really do, but <laughs> I'm a big, uh, big local business guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am like legit. I try to, I try. Yeah, it's so expensive. Time. I try to too. And then I go yeah. $14 for a fucking sandwich. Get the, well, <laughs> you know, that's because like, you got to leave compass. Yeah. Go no, no, a, no. Go to a job where you can make some real money. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I have never been happier in my profession. I love it. That's bullshit, but okay. My wife just got promoted, so I'm very, very, very yeah, happy. Exactly. Daddy's yeah. sitting pretty. My money goes to groceries. Everybody knows it. You know, and your like, money is the play money. So it is, it is. And then I take out cash too to feel like a stud. So my wife, who doesn't carry cash, will ask me for money. And I'm like, <laughs> how much do you need? Like I'm a big baller, right? Like so and she thinks I'm making like about a thousand bucks a month doing this podcast thing too. So <laughs> <laughs> you know? so yeah this was just like a little investment opportunity that's that's how i get away with doing this podcast so. <laughs> you know, gotta promote 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 yeah yeah what would you do like so how many how many like downloads do you get like per episode roughly so just i'm trying mark. to I, I just started looking at those things so downloads per episode uh it's so different like jeans was a killer gene was like yeah yeah Gmail like a few, it was a few hundred or whatever like I think it was like four I don't know four hundred or something like that I'm usually about a hundred something like nothing too crazy yeah. you know and depends on YouTube too like I'm still trying to figure out the whole analytics thing because I switched over to Anchor FM which um, I think I'm I'm I gotta double check and see when our our license runs out with Podbean it might be June but hear me um, out because I got so excited I might, I might switch over to Anchor in June because. Yes. I think it does better at promoting the smaller podcasts um, because we have a buddy uh, actually been on the show, Monster Chris, who ran a podcast for based pretty much around his gym. He owned a gym in Milford, Massachusetts. Um, I don't know why I said Massachusetts. That's stupid. Uh, in Milford. For our listeners in Russia yeah, or yeah, wherever. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or um, where do we, our listeners in Iran and yeah. uh, Italy <laughs> yeah. and Algeria. We've got a few of those. Yeah, just so that they're not thinking it's uh, the Milford in Algeria. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Milford, yeah. Algeria. Yeah. So, but it was a very small podcast. And now granted, like it was catered towards his gym members and he has like a hundred plus gym members. But he was saying like he would get like a hundred downloads an episode. Mm-hmm. And us being on Podbean, I think Podbean is better for already established bigger podcasts mm-hmm. because we get like 50. Yeah. We get like 50, roughly 50. Anyway, depending on the time of year and certain other things, yeah. we get anywhere between 30 and 50 downloads via Podbean. Yeah. And then our YouTube has been blowing up. Our YouTube, now we get like 30 plus. Any. Anywhere from like 20 to 30 plus views on YouTube. I would mm-hmm. say in the last month, um, our YouTube has gotten gotten up. So I guess if you add those together, it could be anywhere from like 40 to 80 mm-hmm. download, like, like people um, per episode. But so here's it's, it's the- just weird that like, 
because because when when Monster Chris was running his podcast, it wasn't it wasn't like we did it. Like it wasn't two episodes a week. It was like once a week. They only did they did they ran seasons. They only did two seasons. They got tons of outreach. And now here are you. You only have ten episodes, and you have over a hundred downloads already. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it really makes me want to switch to Anchor. So the only thing, was, so one of the things I was excited about with Anchor was I was thinking like, okay, I can monetize even with 50, 50 listeners, right? Like you just need 50 listeners. And then it opens the doors for you to be like, hey, you know, you know what my favorite, like basically what we're doing right now, you know what my favorite part about Anchor FM is blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, you record, a, you record a thing. But where they get you, yes, you can make money, but it's for, for every 1,000 listens, on a on a thing for every announcement. So for every a thousand listens on an episode, you get like twenty or thirty bucks or something like that. So I'm still not even able to make it. I just like the opportunity, like at least knowing that I don't have to go and hunt for a sponsor or something. Like there is right. an opportunity there. Right. Um so we'll see. Yeah, no, it's very user friendly. Like I like the analytics and stuff like that. And and I think I gotta well, I'm sure Eric will be listening to this. Um but I think when when Eric was on the show recently, I, I want to say when he did his podcast, they also used Anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the whole reason why I didn't go to Anchor from the start was when Monster Chris was running his podcast. At the time, they only allowed forty five minute recording blocks. Oh, um, okay. So like, if you were listening to the the barbells boot camps and banter podcast which shout out to that podcast i don't think it exists anymore but whatever um they would at the 45 minute mark there would be like a break and then they would like come back and do like a little bit more or Uh, their episodes would only be 45 minutes hmm. so i don't like that restriction it sounds like they've changed that since i mean that's been what three fucking years that we've been doing this isn't it sick though that we split a license and just to find out like we didn't even really need to because they were just giving it for free because of covid yeah Zoom. yeah isn't that crazy yeah. but whatever yeah what can you do bob do you have any questions for me about anything <laughs> no i'm good all right all right well i think i'm good um guys listen to me your your fan base out there you got to support local podcasts. I know Sarcasm Speaks, you know, they're bigger now. They're, they're, they're part of a, a different world now. But don't forget about the little people. So please go to realitytonic.com or check us out on Anchor FM. You can search Reality Tonic Podcast on YouTube. Um, we're on Spotify. We're on all the stuff. iHeartRadio now. That just sounds like I'm successful, yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you can get us on well. iHeartRadio. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's it. And, is that uh, your uh, is that your final thought? That's my final thought. Yes. Yeah, so stay tuned for our upcoming episodes. We have Janelle Draper. That's her tenth episode. That's going to be uh, launching very soon. She's a female stand up comedian. Um, she opened up for Jay Leno. She just opened up for somebody at a sold out show at the Wilbur Theater. So I mean, and she's my where's she based out of? Uh, well, she lives in L.A. now, but she's she grew up in Chumsford with me, Chumsford, Massachusetts. Um, she was actually my date for, uh, I want to say, the seventh grade 
version of prom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's living like the stand up comedian, like, you know, the hustle and grind, like the, oh, I got to drive to Ohio tonight, you know, like on a Tuesday night to go play at yeah. the Funny Bone or whatever, like yeah, one of those yeah. things. So she's really making it happen. So cool. stay tuned for that episode. Bob, you look very interested to know about Janelle Draper and her comedic skills so please check that out okay i'll I'll have you know i listened to all the episodes oh yeah i haven't missed one either you haven't no what is your favorite episode thus far um honestly i liked joe sacks boston i know it was the most recent one um, is it because you know him though, or is it because I mean, do you remember that guy? Do you remember seeah. seeing that guy? Yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, he's been there for years and years. Um, I'm trying to think. The to be honest, the Elvis guy. Um, he was interesting. Yeah, the idea of it was there, but he just wouldn't but shut up. He, yeah, he was. He. Yeah, he talked. It, it's weird to say this on a because it's a podcast, but he talked too much, and he talked too much about himself. <laughs> I know, I know. You know, like he was. It's crazy he, that in a in a in an, a show where he is being interviewed, he yeah. talked about himself too much. He, was he too, made it work. He, he made that happen. Yeah, braggadocious. You know what I mean? Like he was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, I have a black belt in jujitsu too." Yeah, and it's like. All right, that was like unprompted. You know what I mean? He's like an ordained you didn't, minister. Yeah. yeah, you didn't like ask him that question. He was like, "Oh yeah, and also by the way, I'm an ordained minister." Yeah, and it's like, uh, all right, man. All right, yeah, I know. Just um, tell us how you became an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, so that like, if I say to you, "Hey, I'm interviewing an Elvis impersonator," you'd be like, "That sounds so interesting." Or even if yeah. I said to you, "Dude, he did a fire walk with Tony Robbins, and he, you know, yeah. he did all hey, of these things." Hey. You don't know Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. He just dragged on too much. Um, yeah, I like D- Daniel Dahmer. I was just fascinated by that guy. I wouldn't even say that's my my favorite interview, but I just like him. I like that dude. He's a huge troll. Um, he still ghosted me. I try to message him. He likes <laughs> he likes my likes, but he won't respond to any emails or anything. I'm really upset. Um, um, and then honestly, dude, like I really enjoyed the the very first episode the botched funeral you like that like i thought that was hilarious yeah people that had a lot of hits too people like that and i kind of went away from that like us three guys just shooting the shit blah but people like that stuff i just get nervous because i don't want people to know what i'm really thinking and i never want to get in trouble i just want to get elvis in trouble you know what i mean i want to get uh, the female professional wrestler in trouble for what they said. I don't want to get in trouble for anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I roll. But yeah, you've had some good ones. You like it? was one. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I love Gene. Bias. He's my little angel. <laughs> <laughs> my sweet little angel. <laughs> but, all right, Bob. Who's your, what's your favorite episode? I think I like Dan Hank a lot. Yeah, he, he was, was the cool. one. He was the one that, um, like, his life was like a fucking disaster. Like, yeah, and his was wife he the one died that got like some stabbed by a crackhead. Yeah, he got stabbed by a crackhead. His wife died in a hit and run. Oh, and sprinkle a little brain cancer on there too. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I yeah. liked. I liked his. That was fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, he promoted our podcast a lot too, like on all of his major things, which was awesome too. Yeah, you know, 
All right. Yeah. So you guys actually listen. Good for you guys. Told you I do. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. If I didn't listen, I just wouldn't say anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, man. I love the show. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It's good. You do do a good job. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's like trying to pick your favorite Michael Bolton song. You just just can't. (laughs) They're all great. But yes, fellas, keep up the great work. Um, I would love to have you guys on for certain people I'm interviewing. So I'm just trying to keep you guys in mind. Um, So yeah, if I interview a golfer, just a badass oh wait listen the woman who deadlift she deadlifted 600 pounds that's impressive for a female right like 600 yeah, I mean, or 650 that's impressive for just about anything it, yeah because i don't yeah. i don't do that stuff so that yeah so she yeah. does that she's like the record holder she was just on Allen not too long ago i'm in talks with her she might be interested in coming on um but you know those people they go from like 500 followers to 15,000 followers overnight and then they don't want to talk to the little people anymore yeah so. well also be careful with people in the fitness world um, why they tend to have i know we just talked about michael o'connor uh but people in the fitness world tend to have a very inflated sense of self yeah but this like guy brad think- castleberry is very very um humble do you know who that is i do um <laughs> real weights um wait do you think brad castleberry had less fake weights were those fake uh probably like i've seen a couple of those videos but like he's fucking he's jacked though there's very few people in the fitness world that like i would actually want to interview and then when i if i did interview them i would end up talking to them about like other random shit last my last random question do you like kenny ko do you like what he stands for do you like what he when he calls people out about being natty or not. I don't know who that is. So he goes basically like the Brad Castleberries and these, you know, the fake, fake plates, fake weights, um, fake natties, those guys. He just goes to these fitness, fitness expos and just calls them out right to their face. Like (laughs) to the guys that are yoked the fuck up that are clear. He's like, so dude, you're clearly, you know, on steroids. Why would you lie to people? Blah, blah, blah. Or I found this blog or whatever where you, and he just calls them right out. He's like our age and like, he takes yeah. steroids. That's why he's just so honest about it. Cause yeah. he's like, dude, just tell the truth. It's like fall. those, uh, like those stupid, like juice cleanse commercials or like diet commercials and yeah. or like the six minute abs. It's like, yeah. use this machine and you can look like this guy who shredded. And Oh, by the way, he's also on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. I like, I want to go to one of those fitness expos. I think those are sick. You guys want to go? Oh. It's no, I don't, no, do, I I don't want to do anything recreationally regarding the fitness industry. You see, yeah. you're so like done with that scene, huh? I did well, that. I, for no, years. I just do it every day. It's just, more, yeah. it's more work. And they, aren't they fun though? Work. Like if you go to the Arnold or whatever, like not, not even the competition, zero the, the desire, zero desire to go to the Arnold or all any that of those protein, things. all those tables. Yeah. So, you know, like the people that walk around with like, they, they call it the invisible lat syndrome, right? That's like me. Dudes walk around. Yeah. That's me. Yeah. So like people at these fitness expos have legitimate massive lats <laughs> and they, they exaggerate those. Wow. It's like, it's a never ending game. It's like, no matter, like it's just people walk around and they just, they suck really is what it comes down to. Dude, one I, last thing. Go ahead, I, was, Bob. I would say, so I was at a conference one time. And the one I the, left, no different one. <laughs> the first talk of the morning of day one, walk in, sit down. Some dude has his shoes off and is stretching in an aisle. 
some other dude pulls out like this disgusting ass bottle of like green smoothie, whatever the fuck. And I'm just like looking around and I'm like, you don't have to be that like, you don't have yeah. to be this way. Yeah. And it's Somewhere, like, yeah. why the fuck are you stretching in the aisle? Get the fuck up and put your fucking shoes on. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. And it's so, elite and we, athletes. And then like the closest place. So at lunch, like first lunch, the closest place was like a burger bar. And someone's looking at the menu and goes, oh, do you have like a hummus plate or anything? Ugh. It's like, no, there's no hummus on the menu. This is a fucking burger bar. Yeah. Why the fuck would you ask? Like, imagine going to a Chipotle and being like, oh, wow, what kind of pizza do you guys have? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't have pizza here. This is Chipotle. It's like, oh, what do you mean you don't have pizza? I thought you would. <laughs> do you guys think you could hang off of that uh, chin up bar for a minute straight? Have you seen that thing where you literally just hang? like this and you got to be able to do it for 60 seconds it's either 60 seconds or 100 seconds and like it's nearly impossible to do have you guys seen that channel oh, if it's nearly impossible then no i definitely can't do it yeah listen to me <laughs> it's anything's possible okay <laughs> i don't have the work ethic for I'm, I'm doing it right now you can't even see i have a chin-up bar i've, I've been hanging <laughs> for, for minutes but yeah i'm just trying to figure out why it's such a pain in the air, like why it's so hard maybe it's because you all your weight is just Hanging there for a hundred seconds, but grip forearms, yeah, yeah, which I have all of. So <laughs> my grip is crazy, Bob. That's Jared. He'll tell I'm you. I'm in the rice bucket every day. Yeah. They used to call me grip back in high school. <laughs> well, yeah, that's so. good for uh longevity and health. Yeah, grip. No, seriously, like grip? grip strength. Yeah. So old people that have good grip strength, that's a determining factor as to like how long you're gonna live. All right. All right. Very good. I don't know All why. Right. I don't know what the correlation <laughs> to that is. I've, I've heard people say that like it has to do with like if you fall down, you have to be able to like grab something to pull yourself up. But that doesn't make too much sense to me because you have to use more than just your grip strength to get yourself up. Oh, off the it's it's, oh, it's, it's just like an indicator. It's so because they use it as an indicator for like readiness with what you would consider generally healthy people. Like you can go into the gym one day, have a measure of like what your average grip strength is. And if it's like 10% lower on that day, then your body's kind of shot. So you like take it a little bit easier and use it as feedback. So what you could argue is if someone's like 70 years old and their grip strength is remarkably higher than other 70 year olds, then it's just a, it's just an indication that that person is a lot more healthier. Like they're a little bit more stronger. Their nervous system's a little bit more ready. Whereas if they're, if they're like really shitty, then yeah, that person's probably a little bit, less healthy or a little bit less lively, whatever. So they are more likely to fall or it's an indicator of like, they might have underlying health issues, all that shit. Yeah. Mm. Well, I feel bad for old people. Cause I worked at an old folks home before these guys would take, you know, when nothing's breaking your fall, you know what I mean? When they just like, whatever they land on it's <laughs> it they are eating it so like the next day they come I, I come into work i'm like what the hell like some somebody beat the living shit out of you they're like nah i fell you know but like when they fall yeah. there's no there's nothing there their their forehead is legitimately <laughs> slamming on that toilet or whatever it's awful it's I, awful. no i just fell into a doorknob yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Literally <laughs> ate that entire doorknob. Yeah. So yeah, it's really sad. But all right, guys. Well, I gotta get <laughs> I gotta get out of here. 
Um, yeah. I appreciate your time. Hey, we appreciate you coming on anytime. The door's always open. All right. Well, let's literally. make plans. You have, you have the, the link to get in literally anytime you want. So, well, let's make plans and I'll cancel last minute as always. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or Sounds I like, that. I won't respond at all. You like that's, that? Ooh, that's an us. option too. Uh, do you know, I did something worse than ghosting. I ghosted Jared and then still responded to him the next day saying like, nah, sorry, I can't. Even though the whole thing's already passed, it's already late. I didn't respond. Then I'm just like, nah, sorry, I can't make it from you. I can't couldn't make it yesterday or whatever. So, <laughs> all right, guys, take care, be safe, and as Jerry Springer says, take care of yourselves and each other. Happy Passover. All right, hey, you too. And, and if Ramadan. you like grilling, go to www.grillyourassoff.com. <laughs> promo code Reality Tonic to save yourself. It's either ten or fifteen percent. I get it mixed up all the time. Wrong so. show. It's uh, sarcasm pod for fifteen percent off. Sarcasm pod. You know what's gonna fuck? What's gonna mess you guys up is that pod part. Should have just been sarcasm speaks. You know, too many words. Too many I'll words. talk to the guys over there. I'll see if I can change it for you. I get a really good relationship with uh, yeah, Bill with over there. Bill, who's Bill? Bill over at grillyourassoff.com. Oh, really? Do you mean Jason? Yeah, Jason. The guy that the guy that owns it, Jason Murph. Yeah, I call him Jay. But yeah, okay. Whatever. Yeah. He's an all right dude. I get seasonings <laughs> from him on the, on the low. Because right, I guys. actually do know him. It's yeah, well, personal, I know Jay. But I know who he is. What's his last name again? Don't worry about it. Ah, exactly. That's it's right. Murph. You don't know how to spell it, though. M-E-R-F. Nope, two Fs. M-U-R-F-F. M-U-R-P-H. All right, guys. Take care. Be safe. Bye-bye now. Later. All right, you got a final thought? Yeah, I do. It's quick and painless. Uh, I would just like to give credit to the city of Cambridge, Cambridge, Massachusetts. I did notice that they have bicycle traffic lights. So you have your regular traffic lights. And then in the shape of a bicycle, I saw a red light away from like down off to the side, away from the regular traffic light. So, of course, because it's Cambridge, we they need to be first. So it's like, you know, got to obviously put the bike lanes in and, you know, people hate bike lanes. So they, they one of the arguments they try to use is, oh, well, they don't even follow traffic patterns. Well, now they have their own lights. So I wonder if you can get a ticket on a bike. I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. So the cyclist traffic lights are in in Cambridge on that same road which happens to be McGrath highway. It's where McGrath highway you, if you go over McGrath highway and come down, that's where I saw the traffic light for bikes going the other way. They have a lane on McGrath highway closed because the road has literally just like eroded, like the road, the lane of, of tra- of street is so shitty that they just coned it off. Wow. But they have bicycle traffic lights. So credit Money to Cambridge. Well spent. <laughs> yeah, cre- credit to Cambridge. They have bicycle traffic lights, but their roads are in disrepair. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So uh, speaking of roads, I also have a, a, a relatively brief final thought. Um, so Amy and I went to my mom's today up in New Hampshire for Easter or Passover or Ramadan. I don't know, pick one. Um, and on the way back, we're driving on the highway and I see all kinds of like 
Connecticut, New York license plates. I saw Virginia, like all these things. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, that's fucking stupid, right? So like somebody from New York drove four plus hours to family in Massachusetts to hang out for what? Anywhere between two to four hours, uh, maybe a little bit more than that. And now then you have to get back in your car and drive four plus hours back to New York. And now that's just assuming that they live in a part of New York that's like close to Massachusetts. Like, God forbid they live like, you know, near the Finger Lakes or, you know, upstate, like way upstate, like not maybe not so much Syracuse. You know what I mean? Like all of this crazy shit. Right. And I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. Traveling that far for one day might be the dumbest thing ever. Uh, if you want me to go that far somewhere, I'm probably going to want to like hang out and like stay the night. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, so most of my family lives in New Hampshire. Um, and if not New Hampshire, like, you know, the North Shore, Massachusetts. But like when I go to stay with my cousins that live like way up in the lakes region, like I go up and I generally stay there. Like very, very rarely do I drive three hours to wherever it is in New Hampshire that I'm going, whether it's, you know, Ragged Mountain or, or Bristol, New Hampshire, or anywhere like that. And then like get back in the car and then drive another three hours home because uh, it's not enjoyable and it's fucking dumb. And I don't know why people do it. Like, it, I just, I don't know. It's like, and then people are going to be like, well, it's a holiday. You have to be with your family. No, you don't. No, you don't. Just fucking sit at your house, make your, cook your dinner, do whatever you do. Like, how could you go? How could you have a holiday and not see your family? Sounds like a great holiday. Fucking easy. Yeah, right? Like, sounds like the best fucking holiday ever. It's like, uh, there was a crit, there was a Christmas where, um, we had some COVID issues floating around. So I didn't even live here at the time, but I stayed here. (laughs) And I watched the 2013 national championship, Florida State. Yep. It was the first time I had rewatched it. It might have been 2020 Christmas. Uh, I didn't go to, I went to my parents' house for like 15 minutes total. No, 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 less than, uh, I was in and out in six minutes because I remember my mother had potentially a close contact with COVID or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I bought them a TV. So I was like, I'm bringing you this TV. Right. So I was in the, in and out of the house in six minutes. I remember that what came back to where I live now, which was not where I lived then and watch that started drinking, played football and called you shit faced yeah. saying that <laughs> saying that we needed to go to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. one of the better holidays I've had. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, three years ago on Easter. I mean, granted, we were nursing the worst hang one of the worst hangovers ever. But like we didn't do anything. We hung out at the oh, house. That was I bad. made I made the I made the lamb. Right. And then I, yeah. threw, I threw it all up later that <laughs> night, but that was great. That was, we didn't, gym, we didn't have to go anywhere. That was gym moving weekend. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like one of those things where people are like, Oh, well, come on. And so I think I'm, I'm not finalized yet 
but I have like um, the beginnings of like a theory or a theorem, if you will. Um, the amount of time necessary for travel needs to underweigh the amount of time that I'm there by a minimum of two hours. I was going to, I was going to ask you what, what, so what's the cutoff? Like how far would you drive? But so my thing is it's not only just the amount of time that I spend there, but I have to want to spend the time there too. Right. So if I, what what I'm, so what I'm trying to say is like, if it's a four hour drive, right. That's eight hours in the car in a day. Right. Cause you're four hours there, four hours back. So like I would have to spend 10 hours at the location in order for me to be worth it. And mathematically that doesn't work out. And mathematically one that doesn't work. And two, I probably don't want to spend 10 hours there. <laughs> no. So like I'm looking at like, I think somewhere around two to two and a half hours as like the furthest I would drive because that would be, no, that's still even too much. Because that's a five-hour drive, which would mean I have to spend seven hours wherever I'm going, and which means I would need to want to spend seven hours wherever I'm going. So on a lighter note, how far would you drive to play one round of golf to turn around and drive back after? Um, see, that's different because I enjoy that. Yeah, I know um, it is, but that's why I'm switching the subject because we all know family sucks and there's going to be idiots that drive three hours each way just to fucking do whatever bullshit holiday it is. Yeah. And I don't even want to drive 30 minutes to go to where I need to go. So I would say depending on the place, three, let's, let's, ish, let's say three ish hours. Let's say like, if not, you tell me, let's like, say it's not a bucket list course. Okay. 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 Cause like three hours. We, Cause if, if we knew someone in New York, Ian, Ian, and he's going to go, if he wants to go sleep in the Beth page parking lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll drive to Beth Page. Exactly. Like that, that, that you literally took leave. the words right out of my mouth. Just how, hashtag RIP meatloaf. Um, I was about to say, if you tell me we're going to go play Beth Page, yeah. I'm driving to Beth Page. Yeah, let's, let's, let's say it's not a bucket list course. Let's <clears> just say it's a, it's a nice place, but like, I'll give you like some examples. So, like within Massachusetts, Taconic is like three hours. It's supposed to be like the nicest public in the state. Uh, the ranch is like two hours in Southwick, actually in the town of Southwick. Right. Not, That's Men- supposed to not be Menden, nice. whereas right. the Southwick Zoo. Right. <laughs> um, Crump and Fox, I believe, is like two and change. Um, yeah. I would say three hours. I would I would put throw if it's not a bucket list course, I would throw the cap at three hours. All right. OK. So Taconic is in play. Yeah, Taconics is in uh, Williams, Williamstown, 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 where Williams College is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's where Taconic is. Fuck, that just seems far. Yeah. <laughs> and this is again for one day, right? So, like, obviously, like, no, this is uh, go. Bachelor, my bachelor party is in, you know, upstate New York. So, like, that's a it, four hour. No, three, it's, less, it's three, like, it's like, I think three it's a three hour. Yeah. yeah. But we're staying for the whole, like, four days. So that's yeah. fine. Um, yeah, it just seems like a lot because the way I'm looking at it is you go. I mean, you might want to eat before, play, eat after, leave. But like that, that's it. Like that, that is yeah. Yeah. the day. And you think like three hours of driving each way, six hours, 
four and a half hour round, 10 and a half hours. I'm like, fuck, that's just a long time. Yeah, that's a long day. I mean, it seems a lot worse if you leave at 6 a.m. Right. There by nine. Eat something quick, play at 9.30. What's four hours from there? Yeah, you'd be back. You'd be back by six. Yeah. If there's no traffic. Which I don't know how a traffic pattern would work. Going out to, to the Williams, west, the west, the northwest, the northwesternmost part of the state. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if three. I don't know if I'd do three. Because I was thinking about because when I drove to Truro, that was an hour fifty, and I didn't mind that at all. But I didn't drive home that day. Yeah, we stayed. I think two hours is fair, and that, that's why I put the cap at the limit is three. Like I feel yeah. like, and so three is like the line, right? So, but then it also, like I said before, too, comes into play. Like if Taconic is, is known as, you know, the nicest public course in the state, but it's three hours away, I would drive three hours for that. I wouldn't drive three hours for a course that's equivalent to the Muni Maplegate. You know what I mean? Like, because we played Maplegate this morning in Bellingham. Like if that course existed in Lee, Massachusetts, I'm not going to drive to Lee to play Maplegate. Oh, you don't want to play Lennox Municipal? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. all it's a it's a sliding scale thing there for me at least. Yeah. I don't know how far I'd go. 2 seems to be a nice number. 2 is great. I think 2 2 is the sweet spot. Well, obviously you would want less, but 2 is yeah, 45 minutes is good too. <laughs> yeah, 45 minutes is fucking ideal. Um, but two hours is fine. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to bitch that I have to go, that I have to drive two hours to play a course like Truro or, you know, like a like a Red Fox or whatever the fuck that one is Red called. Tail. Red Tail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to complain about two hours to go to those places. Luckily, Red Tail's only one. Yeah, yeah. No, two hours gets you pretty far out. It does. Massachusetts is not that big. No. <laughs> Like Springfield, I think. Yeah. Ish, maybe beyond. Yeah. I think you get beyond. Hmm. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, hopefully, none of no, no one listened to this had to travel that far. So, <laughs> uh, thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, again, thumbs up, subscribe, uh, rate, review, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, subscribe wherever you're listening to, whatever audio service you use. Um, you can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod. Uh, we're on Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks. The Facebook page is sarcasm speaks. The website is sarcasmspeaks.com. You can go to mybookie.com, use the promo code sarcasm pod to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. Uh, you can also use that same exact promo code sarcasm pod at grillyourassoff.com for 15% off your entire order every single time you check out. Uh, so that is all of it. So until next time, good night. Everybody.